you the final play. Take me through it. Well, I'm the best corner in the game. When you try me with a sorry receiver like Crabtree, that's the result you're going to get. Don't you ever talk about me. Hello and welcome back to another episode of The Master Plan. I'm your host, Michael Filipkowski. Joining me here today, Andrew Roberts. Welcome back, Andrew. Yeah, thanks for having me again. And folks, it's that time of year. It is wild card weekend. And this year, like last year, it is super wild card weekend, which just means we get three days of football Saturday, Sunday, and Monday, we have football games on each of those days, and it should be a good one. We got a lot of good teams this year in the playoffs. Should be a very exciting weekend. Um, and let's start off with the Raiders taking on the Bengals Saturday at 4.30. Andrew, initial thoughts. So I think Cincinnati – most likely is going to have the edge here. I do think both teams have uh, been a little bit iffy on run defense this year. So, like Joe Mixon and Josh Jacobs are each going to have a very strong game. But the bottom line is um, when it comes to in the air, the Bengals have the advantage because um, they have a great wide receiver trio. Jamar Chase, T. Higgins, Tyler Boyd. Joe Burrow has been able to utilize them all year long. And I think the Bengals' offense is just going to be absolutely explosive in this game. Yeah, uh, you know, I think, like, listen, I think the Raiders are a great story. And, you know, it's it's fun to root for the Raiders. It's fun to root for Derek Carr. Um, they're a fun team. Um, and I do think they do a lot of things well offensively. Um, and, I, and I like Derek Carr. I think Hunter Renfro is, you know, I think he's very, very talented. Um, and I think the defense with Max Crosby and guys like that really can make a big difference in this game. But ultimately, when it comes down to it, I think the Bengals have better skill position players. I think Burrow has been the better quarterback this season. Um, their run game is better. And I think that their receiving core is better, like you said. Their defense, it's been good at times. It's also been you know below average at other times. I think because it's a home game, they're going to get an extra edge. Um, and I look for the Raiders to win this football game. I think they're – they're. Uh, I'm sorry, I look for the Bengals to win this football game. Um, and they're my pick. I think they just – I think they do a lot well. Um, and I, I feel like they're more dangerous than the Raiders are. The Raiders, to me, I think, again, they're a very good team. And I think what they did at the Chargers was a great example of – of what the Raiders can be, but I think that going into Cincinnati against probably one of the the teams that has, you know, I think has a really good shot at, at beating up on some of these slightly weaker teams, 
um, I think is I think is positive for the Bengals. So I, I'm gonna take the Bengals. Cincinnati against any really weak defense is unstoppable. So I think Cincinnati is the easy pick here. Vegas, they're good, but I don't think they're good enough for contention this year, unfortunately. Yeah, I mean, again, Vegas is a fun team to watch. I, I do think it will be a good game. I don't think it will be an incredible game. I do think it will be a good game. Um, you know, And I expect Vegas to fight, but I just think that looking at their kind of their past few wins and their past few – um, you know, they've all been in very, very close games, very, very close wins. And I feel like the Bengals are just one of those teams that, you know, if you don't have a good grip on them defensively, it's going to be a difficult day. Um, you know, they can run the ball. They have three very talented wide receivers, as you said. And they're a team that, you know, I look at on paper and I'm like, I don't want to face this team. They're dangerous and and, and they're gonna they're gonna poke holes you know in your defense all day long if there are any, um, and and I think defensively while I think that the Raiders have a good offense I just don't think that they're they're gonna be able to match um, the Bengals all day. It's gonna it's gonna take a a great performance both offensively and defensively for the Raiders to win this game. I mean I think yeah. Derek Carr is gonna need to have a good game. I think you know I think that Max Crosby's probably one of those guys who's really going to need a big game. I just think that you got to look at your stars, you know, and that would be Darren Waller, Derek Carr, Hunter Renfro, Max Crosby and you got to tell them like it's hey, and Josh Jacobs you got to say hey, this is you got to have a big day because I just think that overall, you know, player by player I think that the Bengals edge out the Raiders more times than not. So I I expect the Bengals to win. They're favored by five and a half, which is a lot for which is a lot for a playoff game. I'm gonna take the Bengals, um, and I'm gonna I'm gonna eat the points as well as so I'm gonna take the Bengals minus five and a half. Um, I just think that like I, I'm feeling the Bengals winning by a touchdown or more in this game. So taking yeah. tank and Cincy. I agree there. I actually think it'll be a multiple possession game. Yeah. And Bengals. Yeah, I have the Bengals 41 26 personally. Yeah. Uh, at 8.30 on Saturday, the Patriots take on the Bills in a wild, cold game. Um, and, you know, again, listen, I picked the Patriots to win every single game this season, and I was right more times than I was wrong. Well, I think that, the you know, the last, I don't, I'm not really going to look at um, the last time these two teams played uh, in, in New England because I think that the, the weather matchup, the weather matches more closely to that first um, matchup between these two teams better. And when I think about, you know, Bill Belichick and, and how he kind of is going to play in the playoffs and how he's going to roll, uh, run his defense, I just think that, again, the Bills are going to be hot tested. I know that Mac Jones ha is capable of, you know, playing well. I mean, he's got it in him. Uh, and I don't think it's going to be one of those situations where you can't throw the ball. I just think it's going to be way more advantageous to run the ball. So I think we'll see, you know, again, a little bit more balance than the last time these two play team two last time these two teams played in Buffalo. But uh, I think the Patriots are going to edge out the Bills in this one. Uh, Andrew, what do you think? What are your thoughts? Yeah. So obviously, like you said, I don't think there's going to be another game where Mac Jones throws the ball just three times, but. I do think this is going to be a run-first game for both of these teams. It's very, it's a wind chill of negative four, temperature of ten degrees. So that weather is very similar to the last time it was in Buffalo. So I'm expecting another low-scoring game, 
I'm expecting a lot of running the ball by not just the Patriots, but also the Bills, who kind of established the run recently with Devin Singletary. But in the end, I still think the Patriots on the ground have the advantage because they have a couple of good running backs, Damian Harris and Ramondre Stevenson, each has defined their own kind of role within the offense. And I think Brandon Bolden can get involved on third downs. Also, this Patriots backfield just has the advantage over the Bills backfield, even though Devin Singletary has broken out over the last few games. Yeah, I mean, ultimately, I think when you look at the Patriots and the Bills, I mean, it seems to me, I feel like the Patriots are the, uh, uh, you know, Coaching-wise, the more experienced team, I, I Josh Allen in cold weather certainly isn't the quarterback that he is um, in warmer weather. I think, you know, I think that's definitely the case. Um, and again, I think the Patriots honestly are, you know, I think they're, I think they're, a lot of people view them as underdogs going into this game and not just, you know, based off of the, the, the spread. I think people actually, you know, really think that, I mean, this is going to be a, I, I, again, I think this is probably going to be a a game where the Patriots are, you know, people think, oh, my God, there's no way they can win this game. And then they somehow, you know, quote, unquote, play well and 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 they come out and win this game. I think ultimately, I think that's probably what's going to happen. Um, we know the Patriots prepare well for the Bills. Um, and it's not often that Bill Belichick loses to a quarterback twice in one season. Um, it doesn't happen very often. I wouldn't expect it to happen in this game. Um, I know it's an away game. The Patriots have been a very good away team this season. Um, I think a lot of people are overstating that loss in Miami. I mean, we all know that the Patriots haven't played well in Miami basically, basically forever. I mean, this is just a bad team that plays in Miami. It's just they don't. They somehow haven't figured it out. Um, but you know, we're one and one against Buffalo this season. I've liked our performance in two matchups. I think the Bills' performance in at least one of them wasn't great. Um, and, again, I think there's a lot to be said. I think the Patriots have a lot of room to grow. Um, and I think, you know, if, if we're playing good defense, good field position, I just think we come away with this one. I think we're that, that team that's kind of going to grind for this game. Yeah, I've got the Patriots winning a close one here. I have a 20-17. to 17. It's very similar to the last game in Buffalo. And I do agree that, like, Josh Allen has just not been a consistent quarterback this year, especially in colder weather. So that is going to level the playing field a little bit, especially considering that this is going to be a more run-heavy game. And when it comes down to it, I'll take Harris, Stevenson, and Bolden over Devin Singletary and maybe the mobility that Josh Allen has. Yeah, again, I, I, I just – I think with the weather – the way it's going, I mean, and also hearing that, you know, apparently like this Buffalo crowd isn't sold out yet, which is kind of insane for a, for a playoff game in Buffalo. Um, yeah. It's kind of telling me that, hey, you know, this this game, this weather's not going to be bad and this weather's going to be bad. I think that the, the, the noise in the stadium for Buffalo definitely isn't going to be as good. I mean – Again, I think there are probably be more Patriots fans this time than than last game. Um, so I have to I have to you know think that the Patriots are going to have a little bit better conditions. With that being said, so I, I'm going to take um, 
I'm gonna take the Patriots. I don't, you know, I'll pick them, and I'll take, you know, I'll take what the four points. So I'll take the Patriots in this one. Yeah, Bills are favored by four and a half. Yeah. I think that's unreasonable. Uh, on Sunday at one, Bucks take on the Eagles. Um, you know, I think this is one of those where you look at the two quarterbacks and you ask yourself, well, one of them's basically started the most playoff games ever in NFL history by a wide margin. The other starting his first playoff game with a brand new head coach playing against a team that just won the Super Bowl last season uh, versus a team that didn't make the playoffs last season. And, you know, the way it looks on paper, I'm taking the Bucks. I think it's, I, I think it's uh pretty clear cut, but uh, I'm taking the Bucks. Andrew, what are your thoughts? No, I did have friends actually saying that they thought the Eagles were going to win this game because the Buccaneers just um, have been, I mean, Brady's been a little bit inconsistent and he's missing his receivers, but I disagree with that. I agree that the Buccaneers should have a pretty easy win here because, I mean, like, it is going to be tough for them in these playoffs without Chris Godwin, without Antonio Brown. Tom Brady can't necessarily do all the things he was able to do when he was younger, but he does still have Gronkowski. He does still have Mike Evans. And this is an Eagles team that should be fairly easy to beat. I mean, these six and seven seeds in the NFC, personally, like it seems like they have no business being in these playoffs. And it's going to come down to the next couple rounds that really test whether the Buccaneers are in it to win another championship. This game... Mm-hmm. I think should be a fairly easy one for Tampa Bay. I have them 26 to 10. Personally, I do think the Eagles are actually a decent football team, but they're very one-dimensional on offense, and that is they just run the football. I think passing defense, passing-wise, they're not great. And ultimately, I know the Bucks have struggled at times with the run this season, but they're getting Shaq Barrett back. They're getting JPP back, probably. Yeah, they might... Yeah, and they're probably they have Vita Vea. They're probably they may get Levante David back, um, and we know that the Bucks' weakness so far this season has been their secondary with how injured it's been. In terms of their offense, um, they have Leonard Fournette, who's a very talented running back. He'll probably be back this this week. They have a couple talented wide receivers. They have Mike Evans. They still got Mike Evans, so let's not let's not go crazy. Um, they have Gronk. They have Cameron Brait. Uh, they have Tyler Johnson. Um, we'll see what impact Scotty Miller will play. Uh, you know, and, and we'll see. Can't we'll see. Cyril Grayson either. He's been doing pretty well of late. Yeah, I, I, you know, I like the Eagles in some regards, but my number one rule in the playoffs is I don't bet against Tom Brady. Um, and I never will. Um, I just think that you know, when it comes down to it. You know, if there's a drive to be had and the Bucks need it or the Eagles need it, I got my money on on Tom Brady making that making the plays that he needs to make. Um, the Eagles this season, secondary wise, I don't think have been great. I think it will be a closer game because I think the weather might not be great in terms of throwing the ball. But I think that with Leonard Fournette coming back, he's going to be fresh. You got one of arguably the best offensive lines in the NFL. With the Bucks, with Ali Marpet, Ryan Jensen, Tristan Wirfs, um, and a bunch of other really, really strong players, uh, or uh, and Donovan Smith, 
I look at the Bucks and I say to myself, this is one of those teams that, that again, is really talented. I think Brady has had a, a very, very strong season, um, and he's been a large contributor to why the, the Bucks are winning football games. So I think that the Eagles have, have struggled at points a season where you're, I'm kind of confused as to why they're struggling. Um, it was a close win last week in our, against Washington, which you know I look at Washington and I say that's really not a playoff team. So I think the Eagles needed to really make a statement for me to for me to you know uh, uh, two weeks ago. Sorry, I was going to say the yeah, Eagles. The Cowboys that they played last. Yeah, wasn't even close. Right. So I'm going to take the Bucks. I'll probably take the Bucks to cover as well. Eight and a half. It probably will be a ten point game, maybe a little bit more. But I got I, I got to put my money on Brady and the Bucks to go out there and win this one for me. Yeah, I'm also say Bucks cover. Uh, Niners Cowboys. Um, at four thirty on Sunday. Uh, who do you have, Andrew, and why? I think this is gonna be a really close game because, like, the San Francisco team has really picked it up lately. I mean, they did. They were missing Jimmy Garoppolo for a bit, but the talent they have on offense. Really starting to blossom. Debo Samuel had an insane season. They still have George Kittle. You can't forget about him. Brandon Ayuk still a developing receiver, and they've kind of struck gold at running back with the rookie Elijah Mitchell. When he's been healthy, he has been nothing but. Oh, he has just been on his game the entire time, as long as he's been on the field. However, when you look at this Cowboys team, all the talent they have on their offense. It's like, I, I shake my head and wonder, how is this team not absolutely dominated everybody else in the league? They have two great running backs. They have, I mean, one of the best receiving cores in football with Amari Cooper, CeeDee Lamb, Cedric Wilson. They did have Gallup. He's hurt, but that's, that was just that, that group of four is just maybe better than anybody else in this league. And... They just got Blake Jarwin back, so they have a nice duo of tight ends with him and Schultz. I think in the end, even though the 49ers are going to put up a fight, there's going to be a big shootout here. Both defenses are probably going to struggle. And I have Dallas coming out on top by four points. So, you know, I've talked to a couple Cowboys fans and what they've told me, and, and kind of I agree with this. It's, you know, what Cowboys team is going to show up for this game? You know, which team are we going to see the team that played the Broncos and got blown out? Or are we going to see the team that beat the Patriots? I mean, which Bronc or which Cowboys team are we going to see which one's going to show up? True. I look at the Niners and I think to myself, okay, between these two quarterbacks, who do I trust more in big moments? Well, we've seen exactly. Jimmy G in big moments and he's been, he's been, you know, below average. I mean, the year they went to the Super Bowl, he threw like seven passes against the Vikings. You know, he missed a big one against the Chiefs. I know, you know, I know Dak's been not so great lately, but I think, you know, this is a game where Dak really is probably going to have a good one. And the reason why is because I love, you know, the Niners front line is good, but their secondary, I think, is going to get burned. You got two guys, Amari Cooper and C.D. Lamb, who are very, very talented at the game of football, right? And, you know, combined with Dalton Schultz and Blake Jarwin, I mean, this is the time – that those guys are probably going to shine. They're probably going to be wide open. And by the way, um, Cedric Wilson, very talented wide receiver. They have they're they're deep at the wide receiver position. 
Yeah, if you look at two, two of the last three games with the Dallas Cowboys, they have scored 50 points or more in two out of the last three games, and that just really shows how good this offense can be at its best. And against this 49ers secondary, I don't know if we're going to see 50 points, but we definitely are going to see one of the stronger offensive games out of Dallas. You know, I feel like the Cowboys, I mean, you know, this is the time where Zeke needs to have that game, right? I mean, it seems like they've been resting him, not using him all season. Like, this is the time where you got to let Zeke get 20 carries. I mean, this is that type of game, right? Because, you know, every time you know, we talk about it every single week on this program for like the last 15 weeks, Cowboys need to run the football to win football games, right? They need – like this is a 49ers defense, and I know there's a lot of – there's a lot of thought this 49ers defense is like the 49ers defense of yore. It's not. It's not as talented as people think it is. Um, I mean, listen, they just gave up like, what, 24 points to the Rams. They're not – they're not super talented, I don't think. I think that they're a bit overstated, right? Everyone this week has also been talking about how good the Niners are. And initially, I kind of felt like, hey, maybe this is a game where the Niners can win. And you look at their run game and you think to yourself, well, I mean, this is such a dynamic team, right? But ultimately, I look at the Dallas Cowboys and I think, well, this team's going to give up points. And that's not, a, and that's not, and that's not something that I think can be debated, right? We know George Kittle. We know Debo. They're going to get to this Dallas defense at some point during the game, right? They're going to score a couple touchdowns. Like, let's not let's not write them off. But I think what the Dallas defense is going to bring to the table is, hey, you can score on us a couple times, but we know we're going to get our turnovers, and we know we're going to stop you a couple times. And that's what I know they can guarantee. We know Trayvon Diggs is probably going to have an interception. More likely than not, I would bet he has an interception tomorrow. And Everyone knows, hey, I'm not the biggest Trayvon Diggs fan, right? Number two, I think Micah Parsons, again, he's going to make a couple plays on a couple of drives that's just going to stop the drive. DeMarcus Ware, yeah, DeMarcus Lawrence, Randy Gregory, same kind of deal. Like, I just think that, you know, listen, we know Debo is going to have one of those big, long plays. We know George Kittle is probably going to have some really good receptions, right? We know Elijah Mitchell is going to break a couple runs. I mean, I think all that's probably going to happen. When it comes down to it, we know Dallas makes big plays when they need to make big plays. This is a wild card round. They're a home team. This is the time, right? This is the time where the Dallas Cowboys, hey, they're boomer bust right now. And I look at the Cowboys and I think to myself, listen, I don't think this is the best matchup for them. I think that, you know, listen, Cowboys don't make those big plays and, you know, Niners are really, really safe with the football. This could get ugly, right? I mean, I just think the Cowboys are a little inconsistent on offense. But I, this is a big player game. This is, you know, Debo Samuel, Micah Parsons, Trayvon Diggs, George Kittle. Like, who are the big players? Who's going to have the big game? Dallas Cowboys have that star talent, and that's undeniable. These are big game teams. This is a classic rivalry. I think this is going to be, aside from the Patriots, I'm a little biased there, it's going to be the most exciting game that there that happens this weekend, Cowboys and Niners. Yeah. I'm taking the, I'm taking the Cowboys. I'm rolling with – them boys don't make the Cowboys lose this game. I'm not I'm not picking them ever again in the playoffs. This is it. Same. Like this is like, show me what you got. Let's see it. Um, I wouldn't be shocked if the Niners win, but I wouldn't be surprised. I'm taking the Cowboys and the points. Um, I'll take minus four. Steelers Chiefs Andrew thoughts. Yeah. So everyone, there's 
I've heard people that say this is going to be a huge blowout game. I do think the Chiefs are definitely in an advantageous position, but I don't think it's going to be the blowout everyone's making it out to be. You have Big Ben saying, like, oh, we're just going to try and have fun. I don't really buy it. I think the Steelers are trying to make the Chiefs think that they have an easy game, and then they're going to come out, and their defense, I think, is going to try and step it up and do their best to limit Patrick Mahomes in this game. And I, I just I don't see Roethlisberger outplaying Mahomes here, but at the same time, I think it's going to be a lot closer than people expect. I agree. So first, of, I'll say this: I'm taking the Steelers. I'm taking I'm taking Steelers plus twelve and a half. That's without a doubt. All right. Oh yeah, easy. Nick Wright went on. I don't know. I mean, this guy is almost a certified bum at this point. He went on first take or blah, blah, whatever it was. Whatever it is. And he went up there and he said, listen, Chiefs should rest Tyreek Hill. They should rest Travis Kelsey. This is going to be an easy game for them. Better than a bye week. That's what he said. And Nick Wright deserves to be hounded for that, right? The Kansas City Chiefs have been nowhere consistent, nowhere near consistent enough to even render that sort of that sort of opinion, right? Let me take you to just last week. They almost lost to Denver Broncos had it not been for Melvin Ingram making a play on the ball. I mean, that's it. It was like 21-20. You know, Chiefs were dry or Broncos were driving. They were in the red zone. I mean, this game could have been over, could have been, you know, super tight quick, right? Melvin Ingram makes a play. Hey, Chiefs win. Kudos to them. They, they win that game. But what happens when you're facing a team with a real quarterback? Not that the Steelers have one, but I'm just saying hypothetically. Right? We know the Steelers' defense is good. Right? We know it's good. We know it can be good. And this is one of those games where I look at it and I say, hey, this is one of those games where I feel like the Steelers' defense is going to be damn good. J.J. Watt, I don't know. I got this feeling like J.J. Watt's going to be playing well. The Steelers' defense, I know they've been inconsistent this season. But as Big Ben said, they got nothing to lose. And I feel like they're going to come out. They're going to be hot. I, you know, they've held some. Welcome back. All right, Andrew, last game, Cardinals-Rams Monday, 8-15. What are your thoughts on this one? Now, the Cardinals, the first two times they played the Rams, I think, looking back, I remember the first game, the Cardinals had it pretty easy. And then the second game was a little bit closer. Um, but they lost They lost that. I mean, Cardinals lost that one in the end. Um, so this one, you have, to, you have to think about the fact in that first game, the Cardinals had, um, they still had DeAndre Hopkins, I believe. Yeah, they still had Hopkins. He hadn't gotten hurt yet at that point. And with DeAndre Hopkins out, this Cardinals offense, I think, is just completely different because, like, they had they had some good depth behind Hopkins, a wide receiver, Christian Kirk, A.J. Green, Rondell Moore. But you try and make the, one of them the number one receiver, and you're facing some tough corner matchups, especially in this one. You have Jalen Ramsey, Darius Williams. Do you really think that Kirk and Green are going to be outplaying guys like that? I don't think so. And then... And, L.A., I mean, I think 
they have the edge here over that Cardinals defense because, yeah, Cooper Cup has been insane all season. They just got Cam Akers back. Sony Michelle has been playing well. Odell is starting to get back into the swing of things. There's so much talent on this Rams offense, and I know Matthew Stafford has had his interception issues, but that was against slightly tougher defenses. I think against Arizona, Matthew Stafford will be back at his best, and this whole Rams offense is going to shine. And, yeah, I I think it's going to be a pretty easy win for the Rams. People are thinking it's going to be a close game. But Arizona, they started out really strong. I think they've really fizzled out since, and it's going to show this Honestly, I think you're meeting I think this is the meeting of two franchises who on paper look fantastic and in actuality really are kind of disappointing. Last week was the telltale sign. Cardinals lose a close one against the Seahawks team that's playing for nothing. Rams lose an overtime to a team that's winning in. Divisional rivals. Both these teams are disappointing. I mean, the Cardinals defense Really falling apart. I frankly, I'm not a big, I don't really care too much if JJ Watts coming back. He's an impact player for sure, but I just don't think that's going to make a big difference. Um, and the Cardinals defense recently has looked like hot garbage. Their offense, it's just, it's a bit odd right now. Kyler's not making many mistakes, but I just feel like they're not putting up tremendous amount of points. The game on the line, one shot. Who would you rather have taking it? Iggy? Or Curry? Of everyone on Golden State, open shot, fate of the universe on the line, or the Martians have the death beam pointed at Earth, you better hit it. I want Iguodala. 